Yeah, and I would say too, in, in the conversations that I've had, and I'm sure you're saying the same thing, David, people are now inquiring about variable. Last year, it was not even an option. Like, we're not going variable. We want static payments. Now people are understanding, I think. And we said this last year, clients are very informed now. Like, they come to us, they understand what's happening. Uh, they come, We just kind of have to, you know, we give them a couple extra points that maybe we had an insider, you know, knowledge on that, that maybe they didn't in the article or a couple articles they read. But people are asking about variable. Like, even right now, it's still a full percent higher than fixed. And people are still considering it, knowing that there will be potential rate drops in this next year. You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Hello, and welcome to 2024. This is the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, your go to source. For all things real estate in the heart of Canada's capital, I'm Paul Stevenson, your trusted mortgage agent level two, along my esteemed co-host, David Warren, also a mortgage agent level two, and Greg Campbell, a seasoned realtor at the Campbell Merrick Group. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer navigating the complexities of the market or a seasoned investor looking for the latest trends, our podcast is designed to be your comprehensive guide to Ottawa's dynamic real estate landscape. Join us as we dive into the latest market insights share expert tips on securing the best mortgage deals and explore the diverse neighborhoods that make Ottawa a unique and vibrant place to call home. Just delving into 2024. How are we gentlemen? Amazing. We're back. Amazing. Yeah. Feeling, feeling refreshed and motivated. As I know you are, Paul. Two good adjectives. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How are the holidays? Quick summary. Quick summary cottage. Two weeks. As short as it gets. One word. It was, uh, yeah, that's all I need to say. It was good. Florida. David, you're still in the, in paradise down there? Yeah. Yeah. Till Thursday. There you go. Quick summary. Three weeks, three weeks, Florida. (laughs) That's it. Love it. We're just, we're out out of practice, I guess. We usually laugh more, have more to say. Yeah. All right, well, that was a good show. Well, I feel like I haven't seen Greg in ages since we'll be back on next the live week. show. Oh, yeah, because I wasn't on those. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, that was that's too a bad. story that everyone, I don't yeah. even know if they know. Yeah, we, I was, my daughter was, was sick that day. I had to stay with her. And then, of course, the next day, I was deathly ill. And so was the whole family was. It went around. Something went around, you know. Oh, it's going around. It's, it's going, going around. around. It's coming around. Yeah, my youngest had a fever for about five days of like 30... It ranged from 38 to 39 and a half, up and down, just kind of a roller coaster, no other symptoms, just a huge fever, and now he's completely fine. So, I guess I guess the funny thing to add to that illness that we had, it was literally a 24-hour flu. I was like laid out completely for 24 hours, well, like 16 hours, and then all of a sudden, you know, next day having pints. He's back. <laughs> he's back. My background has changed. No more brick. I'm onto the the uh, brand colored soundproofing squares, and uh, very happy in my new office uh, near train yards, which I'm excited about. Fresh start uh-huh. here in 2024, uh-huh. and uh, I think my sound quality be better here without the echoes and the lighting. I have to say, <laughs> I don't look as 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 ghostly here. You look great. Yeah, thank you. You, you always look great, though. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, you're welcome, guys. So what's new? What's what's the year looking like so far? What are you guys seeing? We're eight days in. What's happening? 
More activity on my end. We sold one, I guess, last week. So that was kind of just after Christmas, but until now, and more showings on some properties that we've had. I've noticed more conditional sales mm-hmm. coming up everywhere. Everybody seems to be a bit back at it. I had I did an open house yesterday, and we had three groups through, which was I was surprised because of the snow that came. One one's looking to upgrade, and the other one, sorry, two were looking to upgrade, and one is looking to sell their property. So they asked me to actually stop by and give them an evaluation. Yeah, they were just checking the market, seeing what was available at what price. So yeah, <laughs> things are happening. Things are things are moving. You know, as we as we've said, we we have a strong feeling for this spring. Yeah, conditional sales, like the APSs I have right now, all of them have conditions and all of them are like minimum five days, some even 10, like very nice conditions. Conditional periods are nice, you know, it's not the three day rushes. It's like, everyone's like, okay, we got 10 days. We're going to do our due diligence, do our inspection. I've even seen two, my last two APSs both had price reductions, did their inspection, a couple odds and ends reduced by 5,000, 10,000. So it's still like we said last year, it's to me right now, still a buyer's market. Like it's still very much in the favor of the buyers. Yeah. You throw in your conditions. You can negotiate your price. A lot of sellers, like I, the most recent one I had, the, the buyer said, like we knew our realtor told us the sellers had to sell and they drove the price down. Like they, they had that leverage. Mm-hmm. They say, okay, mm-hmm. they have to sell. Let's drive it down five grand. And they did. And, and they accept it, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think it's still a really good opportunity for buyers right now, at least being early January to get in there and set your closing for April, May. Like you don't have to close in the next 10 days, but just get in there, get get the house you want now for the price you want. And then in May, when uh, prices are up 5%, you can thank us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but we don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, the conditional, <clears throat> conditional offers seem to be like very comfortable right now, which is great to see. Yeah, I've been seeing the same. I got my, as I predicted, my my APS a purchase between Christmas, Christmas. and New Year's. Yeah. It, it came in like clockwork. Same same thing though, conditional, five grand price reduction after inspection. They're competing uh, on this client, hey? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, no, I mean, it's like, to your point, it's, you know, I have been hearing from realtors, from agents that, it's, they, they've seen kind of right out of the gates, pretty busy this first week uh, of activity. Myself, I've had, you know, last week, I think I had five or six conversations with people up for renewal this year, kind of getting ahead of things to talk early about what they want to do and strategy to match, you know, kind of whether they need to extend the amortization to match where the payments are at or, you know, kind of keeping things within their budget because they know that rates are going to be more, going to be elevated. But Fortunately, I'm able to have that conversation now as opposed to too late and also be able to pass along kind of good news that at least we are seeing the the rates, you know, trending downwards. So, which is, which is positive and kind of that talk of Bank of Canada lowering the overnight rate, at least, you know, at some point this year, start lowering it, but hopefully as we talked about before in that. Yeah. And I would say too, in, in the conversations that I've had, and I'm sure you're saying the same thing, David, people are now inquiring about variable. Last year, it was not even an option. Like we're not going variable. We want static payments. Now people are understanding, I think. And we said this last year, clients are very informed now. Like they come to us, they understand what's happening. Uh, they come, we just kind of have to, you know, we give them a couple extra points that maybe we had an insider, you know, knowledge on that, that maybe they didn't in the article or a couple articles they read. 
but people are asking about variable. Like even right now, it's still a full percent higher than fixed. And people are still considering it, knowing that there will be potentially rate drops in the, in the next year. I've been reading kind of conflicting articles. I, I'm still bullish on the fact that rates are going to go down, you know, somewhere around the second quarter. But there's a lot of people that are speculating now with, you know, the numbers that came out recently with, you know, employment and things like that, that maybe they won't. Maybe it'll be a little later than expected as the economy continues to be resilient. So, you know, anything can happen as we saw over the last three years. But I'm still optimistic and hopeful. And, and I mean, I'm telling my clients this, obviously there's other than Greg, no one has a crystal ball, but we, you know, we're hopeful. I think we're, we're going to see rates go down. Fixed rates are already down. There's some lenders that are under 5% now. 499 is kind of that, that mm. golden rate right now, but most lenders are sitting kind of in the low fives. And I think, you know, variable rates, as I said, are in the low sixes and they're probably going to keep coming down as, as we see the bank can to drop their rates. Yeah, it was interesting in the, from an economic standpoint that, in December in Canada, we lost 23,500 full-time jobs, but added 23,600 part-time jobs. So a lot of full-time jobs lost and only part-time added. But the flip side of that is that we also added a huge population to, from an immigration standpoint, we added, you know, we're averaging about 40 to 60,000 newcomers uh, a month. So, you know, kind of where that, you know, losing all those full-time and only adding those part-time, you know, kind of, the, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty bad, uh, like from a very weak employment numbers. So, you know, we didn't, we we're, you know, people were expecting the, uh, with such negative uh, news in the employment sector. Uh, last week, we we're expecting the bond market to drop. It actually went the other way and bumped mm -hmm. up slightly, but that's because the U.S., uh, numbers like blew past expectations, uh, which jumped their the ten year Treasury bill, the T bill in in the U S. and kind of that five year government bond and the ten year Treasury U S. Treasury bill uh, are kind of going lockstep. And so because the U S. was so resilient that that it bumped up the Canadian, unfortunately, a little bit. But we'll see how this week kind of plays out uh, as we kind of move forward to you know, rate announcement by the Bank of Canada, what they're going to do, or, how, you know, kind of setting that tone for the, for the year, like the first announcements, January 24th. So I think kind of the numbers of, for inflation, the numbers for all the economic data over the next week, it's going to be interesting. And then that, that first Bank of Canada announcement will kind of give us a lot of a, a big indication of where things are going to head. Yeah. So here's the, I'll, I'll give a rundown of the dates for this year. So everyone can mark their calendars. Mm -hmm. uh, so we got January 24th is the first March 6th, April 10th, June 5th, July 24th, September 4th, October 23rd, December 11th. There you go. Big news coming. So based on, on that, days. I'm going to guess we're going to anticipate June, but I'm going to say July 24th will be the first rate drop. I think it'll be April or April or April or June, in my opinion. Let's go. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I, I got an interesting piece of information here, and I don't I don't know if this is exact true truth or not. I haven't been able to dig deep enough to find it, but well, let's say it's, like it's truth. <laughs> this is for entertainment purposes only. Yeah. So we brought in that many immigrants, but it says that last year, 424,000 people left Canada. 
Now, I don't know if those were all Canadian citizens or people waiting for citizenship or what the story is, but this is what came in the other day. So I'm, I want to get more info on that though, to see how real that is, because generally I think only about 40 to 50,000 leave a year, but that almost eliminates the, you know, all the, all the immigrant people, five, over 500,000 come in and then almost 500,000 leave. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that look like? I just want to know who, yeah, what's the net who amount, that, who that is, what's the demographic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, are I they saw- people? Go ahead. I saw, it might've been the same article, but I saw uh, an article where they were saying that a lot of international students are coming in basically under the, like under the guise of being students, but then getting full-time jobs, basically leaving school and then applying for PR as full-time workers. So Ooh. I don't know exactly how that looks or what it, you know, how that works from a policy standpoint and so on. But to your point, Greg, yeah, it'd be interesting to see the net numbers because we only get the numbers of, at least typically we get the numbers of how many new immigrants we we have coming in but we don't Mm -hmm. get the numbers of like you had that number but that's not they're not telling us the net like oh we're actually net ten thousand because another half million people left you know it's also doesn't you know doesn't make for a good headline either no 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 yeah (laughs) half a million people leave canada yeah Uh, greg you had some numbers too i know the stats came out last week from from the real estate board we had a few different numbers i know stephen has the charts there as well yeah, I actually don't have that chart in front of me. Let's see. Is there anyone else that could look at that right now? Pause. Here we go. So they are in the chat. So here we go. So f- numbers for December. So 523 new listings. Benchmark price for single family home was 704900 Average days on market, 34. 1,844 active listings. That says 417,200 benchmark price for apartment and then mm-hmm. 565 properties sold in December. Mm-hmm. Seems, seems quite low. New listings in December year to date, 20,723, which seems to be the second lowest out of the last decade. And the only, the only year that was worse was in 2020. And then lastly, months of inventory right now, we're sitting, or at least in December for the year, we're sitting at uh, year to date, 2.4, 2.4 months of inventory. Which is reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, balance market is what? Three to four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're, we're getting there. That's going to happen. We're going to hit three months. Market's going to explode. It's going to go back down to six, six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> one month because yeah. it's i it's, thought it would hit three months of a while ago you know yeah. surprised that it hasn't but uh yeah especially with how long things are sitting like you know with over 30 days sitting on like average days on market it seems like that inventory would kind of grow exponentially. well and that's so the like, thing like yeah. that's the average but i mean you know we've got a big detached home that's been on the market for a while now and it's it's at 100 days and if you look at the ones that it's competing against that's the average the average was 104 days the last time i looked which yeah. is high you know yeah, 34 it seems very low 34 actually for december yeah mm-hmm. i i agree the small ones are selling you know the ones that more people can afford i have one i've got an interesting story here kind of just i think people might be interested in, in hearing an interesting story that people might be interested in hearing a lot of interest a lot entertainment of interest. purposes a lot, only a entertainment only here let's delve in let's delve in so i don't know if everyone out there understands what probate is 
But definition-wise, when a person dies, they may leave behind belongings, real estate, or other assets and liabilities, which is collectively called their estate. I'm an Ontario trustee is the only person with legal authority to manage or distribute an estate. So probate is a procedure to ask the court to either give a person the authority to act as the estate trustee of an estate, confirm the authority of a person named as the estate trustee in the deceased's will, and formally approve that the deceased will is their valid last will. So I'm going through something right now where I thought that this was all sorted and it wasn't. And we got an offer and then they asked, my seller asked to change the closing date because probate wasn't done yet. So I'm like, okay, put me in touch with the lawyer. It was, it was good because I know the lawyer and uh, you know we had a call and what happened was you know, they're signing off on this today and it generally takes four to eight weeks to get everything sorted. So we can't take anything less than eight weeks, basically just in case. Now, what happens is there's a, a clause that you can add to this for agents out there listening. If you've never used the probate clause, it's in Web forms, if you're in Ontario, it's in web forms as a, as a standard clause that you can just kind of work to, you know, you can change it to however you need it. But this would be something that would, that you could use if let's say the probate was in place, you had a closing date, there was a delay. I think this clause is extra important to have in place so that if anything does come up, you, you know, you're covered, everybody's covered and everybody's aware of what's going on. So it would be something like this. The buyer and seller agree that the seller, upon giving a minimum of seven days written notice to the buyer, excluding Saturday, Sunday, or statutory holidays, may unilaterally extend the date set for completion, not to exceed 14 days in total, for the purpose of obtaining a certificate of appointment of a state trustee. Now, those dates, the seven days written notice, and not to exceed 14 days, you can change that. I think in the original one, it actually says that you can do it a few times, just in case there's delays. But I think this is very important for not only agents to be aware of this, but for anyone listening that's going through something or will be in the future where uh, a loved one passes away and they have to deal with this because, you know, you shouldn't it, really, I, I don't think the home should be up for sale unless this is all sorted. But mm -hmm. when you find yourself in a situation, you know, know that there is a way out and a way to still market and promote the property and get things done, you know, with, with this in place. So I just went, I just went through this. It's just kind of fresh in my mind as of, you know, Friday. So it was just something I wanted to share with everybody so that they're aware of, of probate. So it's cleaned up. It's done. So it's cleaned up, you know, and you're, everything's good. Everything's actually, good. It's good. It's good. good. Everything's good. It's good. I, I actually had a client who had an estate that didn't go through probate, excuse me. Okay. And that was new for me because typically, you know, it's probate. Like you just get the, you know, statement of adjustments from the lawyer. It shows all the money being distributed. Very yeah. clean and simple. In this case, the clients had a sizable, basically the beneficiary was receiving it as part of the estate, but it didn't go to probate. So it was just a simple beneficiary. They got the money. There was no real estate involved, but it required a couple extra hoops to jump through from the, from the lender. Cause they're like, okay, well, this didn't go through a lawyer. We need, you know, X, Y, Z times 10 additional documents we got it done but it was just right. it was the first time i'd seen that typically you just hear of oh you know the executor this or the probate that and that's just mm -hmm. the standard i i it was yeah. the first time i had encountered 
a non-probated estate, especially of that size. You know, typically there's a lawyer involved when that stuff happens, but it all yeah, there's, there's a lot it of things, man. Like people need to be aware if, you know, just have your everything in order. I know, you know, my mom lost a lot of friends in the last couple of years and just the stories of what the family was going through to get things resolved was crazy. And if your affairs aren't in order, it can, you know, it's just not good for, for anybody. Like we have one, one person right now, we're still waiting. It's been almost a year, I think a year and a half. We haven't even been able to put her home up for sale to sell it. It's, it's hmm. been sitting vacant since she passed because certain things were not taken care Ooh. of. On the flip side, I actually had, so when you list a property, assuming like I, but the, not the house I'm in now, but the home, home I bought previous to this one was actually from the estate of yeah whoever, whatever the woman's name was. But is that something like, what would be the difference then? Like that is something that went to probate and now they're selling it through the estate? Like what are the, what are the differences? Yeah, so like? if there's one name on title or two names on title, it just becomes the estate. Mm. You know, if they're, you know, and exactly like if they're passed, it's the estate. If right. they're still around, but un and can't, you know, um, incapacitated, incapacitated, then it becomes a power of attorney, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. But if they pass, the power of attorney turns into an estate. So that's all it is. It's just the estate of and the authorized sign signer signing. And what's a, and in a pro, in a what's the process then for listing a property like that? Are you are you verifying with the with a lawyer like? Yeah. As a listing agent, like how are you even vetting that it is that they are able to sell it? Whoever is coming to you to sell that property. Well, that's that's the thing, right? It it depends on the relationship. You know, in this situation, I I knew the family well, so I knew that this was all a thing. But for some reason, we you know the probate thing wasn't wasn't sorted. And yeah, I mean, you have to be in touch with the lawyer. That's like the first thing when you talk to somebody that's in a state sale. You know, usually you'll get a call being you know, family member pass, we'd like you to represent us for the sale. You know, you meet down, you kind of say, is everything in order? And what do I need? Who's signing? Are you authorized? Then a follow-up call with the lawyer just guaranteeing or confirming everything. And that's it. Okay. It's pretty basic, but you just got to cover, cover your bases, obviously, so that there's no mistakes. Because, you know, sometimes it'll come back, you might need a different signature, you might have to change something. So it's better to mm -hmm. just, you know, do your due diligence and get it sorted right away. Yeah. We were first show of the year. I think we have to make some predictions now for 2024. Oh, man. Predictions. <laughs> we have our numbers. We have our numbers now for last year as far as total transactions, number of sales, average home price. So while we, we'll keep it simple. I'm catching you guys off guard here, but kind of fun. So let's go. Let's go increase. Same as last year. Number of transactions, percentage increase or decrease in values. I'll go first. I think nothing is going to change as of now. I think the prices and the amount of sales is going to be exactly the same as last year. Within, okay. within whatever. <clears throat> I, I think we'll see it from a, a price standpoint in Ottawa. I think it'll be the typical like 5% increase in overall average. And I think the number of transactions will be the prototypical number of transactions. I think it'll be slower to start, but then 
fast and furious the latter half of the year. And I think I think the average is around 17 or 18,000 transactions. I think it's a yeah, I think last year was just under 12. Yeah. Was I think way, it'll be I think it'll be slow and then come in. Like I think it'll be a busy summer and fall and leading into Christmas or the latter half of the year. And I think we'll come in on that average. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on ship with you guys. I'm gonna say somewhere in the middle of last year and the average. So I'm gonna say you know sixteen thousand transactions, and price increase. I like five percent. I'm gonna say nice, easy, slow, gradual increase, which isn't that slow, but five percent. Five percent increase in values. So Greg's coming in the negative, Nancy. Yeah. Paul and I are coming in, <laughs> coming in positive. <laughs> <laughs> For who are you coming in positive for? for <laughs> now, here's a question. I do a question for the listeners. What do you think? You know, what let's you hear it in the comments. Listeners? What do you mm-hmm. think? Yeah. But I, I agree that, uh, you know, just like last year when the rates changed, the summer was, you know, summer's usually a little bit slower, but summer was shit mm-hmm. last year. And if the rates actually don't change until, like, let's say June, that will be wild to see because summer typically isn't you know crazy other than during the you know pandemic it was it was just non-stop but historically so I'm, I'm anxious to see if that happens and then summer just becomes this super hot market yeah i think fixed rates are going to come down again in the first couple months so i think the two busiest months this year are going to be i think august will be busy as you said greg so october closings kind of, you know, July, August purchases. And then I also think we're going to see a lot of kind of February, March purchases. So probably May, June closings. Uh, So I think as far as actual closings, probably May and October will be the busiest, but I think for transactions, probably February, March and August will be the busy months this year. Again, based on those rate announcements, like fixed rates come down, people get back in the market, then they'll stagnate. And then as soon as the variable rates drop and the headlines are rates are dropping, that's when we'll see the big flood of pent up demand flood the market, mm-hmm. drown everyone. Yeah, because I don't, <laughs> I haven't seen, I haven't seen the any headlines or articles talking about the fact <clears throat> that fixed rates have come down, even for the big banks. You know, they haven't, there hasn't been that positive news that they've come down, you know, basically a full percent in the last few months. So with, that being out of the news cycle and it only being like when there's been an increase, when there is any sort of talk of rates coming down and make that public for those that are sitting on the sidelines that haven't been really paying attention too much and kind of only looking at headlines that that's going to get them back in the market. And I think to your, to your point, it's going to be really that psychological just news cycle that, that really gets people kind of going. Gets the people going. Mm-hmm. Get some going. Yeah. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Stephen, timestamp those predictions. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put them uh, in the vaults. Yeah. Should we lead the year off with some banging mood boosts? Let's do it. Yeah. What do you think? All right. I got three today and I like them all. That's why I chose them. Okay. So, number one, what did the wise men say after they offered gifts of gold and frankincense? Wait, there's mirror. Mm. Number two, did you hear about the mathematician who's afraid of negative numbers? He'll stop at nothing to avoid them. Uh, Okay, okay, okay. 
And last but not least, number three, what did one hat say to the other? Hats off. Stay here. Stay, Stay here. I'm going on ahead. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> going on yes. ahead. Yes. Yes, yes. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We're back for 2024. So every Tuesday, 10 a.m., you can find these new episodes. We've also been doing the clips, the shorts. Greg's been the wizard on those. So you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you wherever you watch your shorts, you know, wherever you digest your short content. We're there. <laughs> and we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe, comment, review. And thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. This is later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe because we'd really like that.